0: Welcome to Talk to the Experts. Wayne Nelson with you today, and joining me once again from London, England, is Sherry McMillan, head of McMillan Estate Planning. Sherry, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Wayne.
0: Now, before we get started, I just want to remind our listeners that because of the COVID-19 restrictions, the McMillan team will once again be hosting virtual seminars, and they'll take place Thursday, June 11th, and again on Thursday, June 25th, both at 6.30 p.m., to talk with you about the core elements of estate or life planning. Now, you'll still need to register ahead of time if you'd like to attend any of these complimentary seminars. To do that, simply contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464, or you can register online at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan, spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Now, Sherry, last time we chatted, the TSX had just ended its worst quarter in a decade, the Dow its worst quarter in two decades, oil had plunged into negative territory. Well, now oil prices are climbing, the TSX and the Dow are making some gains, and even bond yields are rising, so there's really an air of of optimism. Now, the chair of the U.S. Federal Reserve suggests the markets could even bounce back by year's end. But there's also a degree of uncertainty. Some traders are worrying that the easing of restrictions worldwide could lead to another surge in coronavirus infections. Now, it'll probably be months or even years before the full impact of the COVID-19 pandemic is realized in terms of how it's affected our way of life and, in particular, our economies, the financial repercussions. So would you say that... If people haven't done so already, and I know this is a, a softball question for you, that there's no time like the present to start getting one's estate plan in order, the right strategies, if you will, to future-proof your estate.
1: I certainly would agree with that statement, Wayne. I think because we've experienced such volatility over this you know, particular year, but we're also situated that we have uncertainty of what the future may hold, And there's another big criteria that has not to do with COVID, actually. It's that we have immense longevity occurring in the community as well. So despite COVID, many of us are actually going to live to 100. And so if it wasn't for this downturn, we would be experiencing multiple downturns over the decades ahead. And so I know it's important in this exact moment to future-proof your state, but it's also important to future-proof your state for the upcoming downturns that we will experience being that we're going to live so many decades into retirement.
0: So how do we plan for that, Sherry? Are we we have to structure our estates differently, I suppose, than the way our, our parents or even our grandparents did.
1: Yes, and what I've experienced is if you plan appropriately and have things protected in a way that does protect your future then these kinds of occurrences can happen and you're not devastated and you're not returning to work, nor are you um, in a place of fear. And so unlike our grandparents and parents uh, who didn't have a lot of wealth at the time to you know, put away for the rainy day and actually care for, we do have a lot of wealth that we're caring for in Canada today. So many of us are millionaires. Um, You know, it doesn't take much in a city like Calgary, Edmonton and Vancouver or Toronto to have a home worth a million dollars. And then you add your pensions and properties and so forth and you have multiple millions. So there's a lot to uh, give contemplation to because you have so much to care for in comparison to your parents. I mean, we were very fortunate if our parents left us a $5,000 inheritance. But today we're leaving millions behind for our children. So despite this health crisis that we're facing right now, it's actually more important because of the longevity that we're going to be experiencing in retirement. And because so many of us are actually going to make it to 100, one of the things to bear in mind is you can't just plan um, until you're 80 or 90 the way we used to. So that's a huge shift.
0: Yeah, and that's the way that uh, I guess most of us have been raised, you know, of, of my era anyways, you know, baby boomer generation. And, and things have changed as we've seen uh, w- worldwide most recently with the, with the pandemic. So what estate planning strategies are you suggesting that will, that will help protect our estate during a retirement? Uh, I mean, because we're living longer, the, those retirement years could I- equate to how long we were working before retirement.
1: That is exactly right. And right now, alone in Canada, there's over 4,800 people who are 100 years old, and they're forecasting there'll be 50,000 in the next 20 years. So that's not a small number, Wayne. That's a large segment of the population. And specifically, the baby boom is going to hit that target. So if you think about it, even if you retire at, say, 60, 65, you could be looking at 35, 40 years in retirement. <laughs> And that is longer than your career, often. So how do you go about making sure you are protecting yourself from a number of factors? There's not just the factor of, you know, protecting the markets, but we also have to think about taxation, um, legal planning around our asset bases, health care, kind of costs that may increase as we age, and also, obviously, how we protect it for our next generation because they may be very mature in years by the time we pass on. So if you have had children when you were 30 and you don't pass on until you're 100, that means you're gifting your estate to your children the legacy when they're 70, which might be a little bit preposterous. So we're seeing a very big shift on some very unique designs in estate planning that safeguard us through those decades ahead, but also prematurely share our estate with our children before we pass on so they could benefit from it and we can actually experience that benefit and see it with our own eyes.
0: Well, sure, and that hits home for me, uh, Sherry. My dad is in his 90s. Uh, My wife and I have a son and he has uh, children, so you have a great-grandfather situation or great-grandchildren situation, I suppose. So, Sherry, if we're looking at the estate planning options, there's more than just putting your money into a, into a GIC. Savings accounts, obviously, forget that. We've got the stock market. So what other options are out there?
1: Well, I think the first one that most of us have no familiarity with because we've been um, trained in our you know working careers in a traditional manner through the Bank Act of Canada. So most of us, I would say 90, 95% of us, are designing our investments through that banking system. So whether it be we... Uh, purchase GICs or bonds or stocks or mutual funds, what happens is we take on the market risk. So as the consumer, it's uh, basically on my shoulders the volatility of the market. So as it moves up and down through my retirement phase of life, I'm also going to have my portfolio be moving up and down. So that can be quite disastrous when you think of it from this point of view. When we're young, we're always dollar cost averaging in to buy the stock markets and the mutual funds. So we try and get an average price, but yet we still design our estates like that when we're drawing it down for retirement, and we're dollar cost averaging out. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Instead, what we want to do is we want to select the high points in the market when we draw value out to spend in retirement. So we're going to do the opposite. And the next thing that I always recommend is that we use trust law to do the investing. And there's a reason for that, Wayne, is because in trust law, basically our portfolios are insured on the downside. And so what can happen for us is we don't have the same kind of volatility associated with our asset base through retirement planning. So our families can rely on that pool, and usually that pool is going to be their pension. That's what they're thinking when they've designed it. Whether it's in mutual funds or stocks, they're viewing it as a pension. And so if we can have a principal guarantee on the asset base, what we're only risking then is the profit that we can choose to make inside the marketplace. And so a lot of our families can diversify their portfolio in a very different way because traditionally in retirement we put a lot in fixed income because we want security in our portfolio. But the part that's difficult about fixed income, of course, is it's highly taxed. So we pay too much income tax on that fixed income to get that security. And we also have very low rates of return. But the stock portfolios and the mutual funds are much more tax preferential because they are capital gains and dividends. But the challenge is then we take on market risk. So the great part about trust law is we don't have to take on that market risk to get that kind of income, and it's highly tax-favorable. And so we find that most of our families can not only uh, secure their asset base but increase their overall rate of return by using trust law instead of bank law during retirement.
0: All right, Sherry, I want to stop right there. We'll continue this train of thought when we come back. We're going to take a break right now. And again, because of COVID-19 restrictions, the McMillan team will be hosting virtual seminars on Thursday, June 11th and Thursday, June 25th, both times at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register for these very informative seminars, you can contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or visit their website for more information at com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts.